Hello, everyone, and welcome to Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. We have a special report here on this Friday evening. It is May the 7th, and we are dropping concurrently with some major news, major pre-order announcement uh, on philsingergames.com. Let's get right to the opening bell. I'm here with Todd and Mike. Todd, let's just start with you right now. I'm going to say it. Gorilla Monsoon. It's a happening, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, this, you know, I, I've been kind of hinting at on the boards about us kind of putting out a card that is one that I've been thinking about as one of my top wants for years. And it is the Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan uh, announcer card. Uh, actually, I think this one is actually going to be a TV studio card. So something, again, something we have not done before, but... Uh, you know, I think there's a certain program on Monday nights uh, when I was younger. I think uh, Mike was probably watching uh, that show uh, occasionally I'd have seen as well. Once or twice. Once or twice. Yeah, yeah. So it's a show that was near and dear to I think, both of our hearts. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, something just I was always wanted, was, has always been on there. But since having Bobby Heenan wanted to do something kind of, you know, um, to honor his announcing career, and his his partner in crime there for many many years the the grill monsoon, um, and so when we put this ringside pack to you know putting the idea of this together, we did not have grill monsoon signed. Grill monsoon was not agreed to that. But knowing we had this coming out, I'm like, all right, we we had that fourth card trying to you know we 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 we, knew, we had three of the other cards figured out. We needed this fourth card. There's a couple of ideas. I'm like, if we're gonna do this, I gotta take a shot. I got to see if we can get permission to have Grill Monsoon. Luckily, I found uh, his uh, daughter, Valerie, was a uh, mutual Facebook friend of somebody else of, of mine. I gave her a shot and reached out, and she thought it was an awesome idea, and we have permission to do uh, Grill Monsoon. And I was out of my mind that night, and <laughs> yeah. so T- Todd asked me what, what I thought of him going for it. And I said, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, I, kudos to Todd for getting this one done. This is uh, for those, you know, I think we discussed this probably back on the Kings of pro wrestling podcast at one point, but Todd and I one time ran a, a fed together um, that was with a couple other promoters that was like a territory system, but, but we were based on the Northeast and uh, we had, Bobby Heenan is one of the one of our first dra- early draft picks, uh, yeah. probably early, very early for a manager. But we we thought we really wanted him to be uh, a heel spotlight. And for our write ups, though, we had Gorilla and Bobby Heenan doing the commentary on it. So this this goes way back for both of us. So yeah, um, you know it, we're uh, really thrilled that they can officially be part of the Legends team. Yeah, it, it was incredible news. Uh, you know, Todd shared the process with me, and 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 so kind of like seeing it go from being like, a, well, I, I you know I sent a message, oh, I, I got a response, oh, well, they, she seems open to it, and then getting that final confirmation, it was just sort of like I, I remember I was like standing in my bedroom, and I don't even remember exactly what I was doing, but I was standing there, and I looked down at the phone, and I got a text from Todd, and I picked it up, and I looked at my phone, and it was just like one of those moments where it was it was. 
it was a holy expletive deleted moment, you know, it was just one of those things where it's like, wow, this is happening. It's so cool. And, and, uh, I've only had to sit on the news for like, you know, two weeks, but, but it's been hard to sit on it and not be like, guys, guys, guess what? Um, so it's, it's really, really cool. And, and I think that artwork no. looks great. It, it's just, and, and one of the, the true, true giants of the industry. I mean, right? you know, in terms of influence, I mean, there's not a lot of people who get a chair named after them, right? You know, I mean, right? You're, you're, you know, you're sitting gorilla in the gorilla position, yeah, in the gorilla position, right? I mean, that that's there. There's, uh, and that's I mean, industry wide. That's not correct. just WWE that uses that. Like industry wide, that is the gorilla position. Everybody says that. So it's like, yeah, I his contributions uh, are, are pretty big, and 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 it's it's an incredible uh, honor, honestly, and privilege to be able to kind of pay tribute to him, you know, with a card. Well, you think about it, Sam, there's not a lot of guys you can say were great in the ring, were, you know, so widely known on the mic, but then also had such a huge influence behind the scenes. You know, I mean, there's not a lot of guys you can you can say that about. And Gorilla was truly I mean, we're game. We're calling it the legends of wrestling. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon is truly one of the legends of wrestling. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, it's funny because I can remember my earliest memories of him or obviously of him in, you know, the announce booth and and just kind of growing up, you know, with him as I was obsessed with WWF through, you know, I think like my earliest memories are probably 84, 85, you know, through, you know, the very early 90s. And uh, and then even when I kind of drifted away, when I would every once in a while turn into Raw and see him as like the, you know, the, the commissioner and the, you know, the, the authority figure uh, and, and whatnot, it was just, you know, that there was something about him that he was kind of always there in, in one form or another. And, and when I first kind of took my foray into the, the behind the scenes inner workings and started reading about him and, uh, and what he was doing kind of behind the scenes was really interesting. And then of course, you know, my mind being blown at some point, I don't remember exactly when it was, when I was like, Oh, he used to wrestle. Like he used to wrestle. And, and, and his character was so different. You know, he was this like evil Mongolian, you know, couldn't talk, which is also hilarious that, that early on in his career, he couldn't speak because he didn't know how to speak English. And yet, you know, most of a modern audience knows him as an announcer and all he did was talk. (laughs) (laughs) Funny how that works out. Right. But I mean, this is a guy who sold out Madison square garden with Bruno San Martino, you know, um, he, he was he was incredible. Muhammad Ali, you know, like yeah, you know, <laughs> or at least in a scuffle with him there. I mean, amazing uh, career there. Uh, and I know I'm sure there's a couple of people out there wondering, like, where are we going to get a gorilla wrestling card? <laughs> well, not in this pack. This pack does not have any wrestler cards in it. But you know, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You can draw your own conclusions, promoters. Um, well, and it's incredible news. It's it's huge news. It was one of the things that really you know made me say, "Hey guys, you know we should do a special report so we can you know have a podcast like a reaction episode right away, um, so folks can kind of you know share in that that conversation and we can continue it uh, over over on the message boards." But um, it's 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 pretty much I think one of the biggest announcements that we've had thus far this year, and to think that there could be just as big coming down the line. You never know what's next. So um, this is a big one. It's definitely to be celebrated, but stay tuned. Stay tuned, promoters. Definitely. Um, now, this wasn't the only pre-order announcement that we had, of course. We also dropped an Indies name, and that Indies name is a name that, you know, it's funny to call him an Indies name because he had so much exposure early in his career 
on a national level, but he has absolutely been, you know, entrenched in the Indies these past few years, kind of reinvented himself in a lot of ways, um, you, you know, still carries uh, that same kind of physique appearance. And, but, but there's definitely different stuff about him compared to what he was uh, uh, say a decade ago. And that is none other than Chris masters. Uh, Todd, back to you, man. Talk, talk to us a little bit about Chris masters. Yeah, no, Chris Masters, you know, I loved his uh, character back in the big leagues before. And, and and I know he's been on the indie scene for a while. We probably haven't seen him as much in the American indies the last few years. I think he's done a lot more work over in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's been spending a lot of his time over there. Uh, but, you know, I think now he's trying to, he's, you know, making his way through a number of different indies now and has uh, won some gold himself in the, um, the NWA national championship too. So he is now available, you know, you can watch him most every week on American uh, television uh, as well. Uh, so, you know, I think we were kind of tossing around a couple of different names uh, for the end of the set there. And uh, uh, Zeke mentioned, hey, I think we should get him in there now, especially now with his involvement with NWA. And I was like, oh, I think that's a, a great idea. So um, so we're glad to have Chris Masters in there uh, representing uh, our best of the Indies 2021. Yeah, Mike, thoughts on Chris Masters? I mean, just thrilled to have him in the game. I mean, I, I enjoyed his run in the big leagues, as Todd said. I thought he was, you know, he has a great, uh, a great look, a great persona, um, and I, I think I'm positive that uh, game fans are going to be excited to have him uh, as, as part of the Phil Singer family. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there are some moments that I can recall during his run um, that uh, he he definitely didn't endear himself to fans. Uh, you know, he, he was, he was certainly a heel, but, uh, he, you know, he was, he was thrust into, uh, some, some pretty, you know, major, uh, feuds right away, you know, and working with guys yeah. like Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle and, you know, holding his own and, 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 uh, and growing a lot too. And, and it's funny because, uh, during CM Punk's, um, you know, kind of his summer of punk in WWE, he'd had his summer of punk in ring of honor a few years prior, but during his summer of punk in WWE, uh, Chris Masters was one of the names that he name checked about you know saying like that guy's working his ass off and and you guys aren't even paying attention anymore um and uh and now you know here he is in nwa winning that national championship and in a stable with uh their world heavyweight champion nick aldis as well so um definitely a guy who's who's been around has has collected some accolades and i I think uh, promoters will be able to put him to good use on the on the indie side of things and you gotta love anybody who finishes people off with a full nelson right (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and to add to that, uh, Zeke came up with a pretty cool uh, mechanic in there uh, to have the uh, have the challenge uh, before the match, which is uh, really really cool. I'm glad uh, I'm glad we were able to get that in there. I man, I love a good mechanic. I, 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 can't lie. <laughs> I I'm I'm all about seeing mechanics on cards. I, I love it. I can't wait to see that. Um, so get your pre-orders in now. Um, you can find all that information, of course, over at philsingergames.com. Head over to the message boards. Share your elation and joy over Gorilla Monsoon and Chris Masters, and uh, you know, continue the conversation. Um, make all the guesses you want about when we might see a wrestler card for Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, but this is going to be a really cool card. 
hard. And I, I think, you know, like you said, Todd, there are some mechanics that I know that you've discussed and, you know, potential for things that could happen with this card that are, that are just incredibly different from anything else that's ever been done uh, on the back of a card like this. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what gets realized and, and, and how that, uh, how that all plays out. And uh, you can get your pre-order in right now for it. So you will not have to delay at all. It'll, it'll arrive into your hot little hands as soon as Todd heads off to the post office. Um, <laughs> which will be which will be what at the end of may we believe is that right Tor- towards the end part of may yeah we don't have an exact date yet but uh yeah tor- towards towards the end part there hopefully before memorial day i think memorial day is the 31st so yeah definitely hopefully before memorial day right <laughs> uh, will be in june <laughs> well, you could go to the post office on the 31st we'll see what how that all works out for everybody but... <laughs> uh, it might not work too well we'll see but <laughs> Look, and we'll my- We'll also be shipping uh, Promoter Prime Q2 at that point as well, and you know, keep keep uh, stay tuned. You know, we'll obviously announce some more cards in the the main sets, but we'll also announce a lot more stuff from uh, Promoter Prime as well the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, you'll get the Indies cards, three Indies cards, four, four, count them, four COTG FTR cards, and uh, three Legends cards. Mike is shaking his head. Um, <laughs> and uh, those yeah, pictures, I mean, those we'll, pictures, I'll tell you. <laughs> we'll get yeah. those three Legends cards. And of course, those are available both uh, in print or online, or both if you're like me and you just you got to have them both ways um so those are going to be uh, just super cool uh to, to have and, and then of course once this all comes out we can start a speculation for what's coming in july so i mean you know it's just one right into the next one um and don't forget to get your galacticon tickets as well you know that is uh we already got got the those tickets available for people to get you know your online or your in-person uh version so definitely get that now those will be available up until the week uh the week of the con i think we might cut off the in-person ones early so make sure even if you are coming in person get your ticket online so we have a good uh, sense of numbers of people uh there may be a limit i mean with the space we have i mean we can't fit you know everybody there but you know hopefully you know the 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 normal amount of people that we normally have at galacticon we should be able to fit okay but you know i know people get get in early get in early so you don't even worry about it yeah we'll we'll, uh yeah so definitely get your ticket online either way we'll we'll probably cut off uh uh the if you want to participate in online tournaments we'll cut that off a couple days ahead of time just so we can kind of bracket everything and be ready to go uh, for beforehand but uh, definitely join us then be part of the auction uh, be part of the q and a's uh, we'll have some cool guests as well so uh it'll be a happening as i say you know as the, the school has said yeah uh you know that's actually a perfect segue because we've got a little a little time here uh we don't want to spend too long on, on all this because it's just a special report it's not a full-length regular episode but uh now is as good a time as any um let's talk about some of our favorite gorilla monsoon memories i would love to do that just just briefly um uh I, you know thinking back for me um growing up a fan of the wwf he was just such a huge part of, of my childhood. Um, and I think it, I don't have one specific that stands out. I'm just going to kind of use a blanket. The first eight WrestleManias, you know, he was the voice of WrestleMania for me. Um, he was the consistent part about it. You know, Ventura obviously wasn't there the whole time. And he and Jesse were an amazing team. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think, you know, he, he and Bobby were 
kind of essential in a, in a way for me. Uh, and um, if I had to single out one memory, it's, it doesn't actually specifically have to do with Gorilla, oddly enough, but it's literally one of the most emotional moments in, in WWE history, as far as I'm concerned. And that's the 2004 Hall of Fame ceremony where Bobby Heenan is giving his acceptance speech. And towards the end, he, you know, he, he kind of breaks down and he says, I just wish, you know, Monsoon were here to see this. And, uh, uh you know, even as I'm saying it, it's, it's kind of getting me a little emotional because it it's an incredibly powerful, moving, honest moment um, from a guy who uh, was not necessarily known for, you know, being powerful, honest and moving in his in-ring uh, or, or, you know, in the business persona. And, uh, uh, that that team that duo is just incredibly special so to have them represented in a card is, is really cool todd what about you i mean for me i you know, i mentioned it before uh, the, to me the, my biggest memories here are primetime wrestling i mean that when i was first getting into wrestling you know there was the saturday morning stuff but there was you know the monday night show and like staying up late and trying to maybe keep it down so my parents didn't necessarily <laughs> know i was watching the show in my room late at night up until what would it go to maybe like 11 o'clock or something like that uh, or at least 10 o'clock or so so i mean just watching that and just all the great the skits that they would do there i mean just you know him playing this you know uh, gorilla playing the straight man to bobby's ridiculousness i mean that that was to me that was wrestling as well it wasn't you know wrestling wasn't just always in the ring wrestling is about the entertainment and and everything else that's a tangential to it and i think that duo was just you know and captured that and then they would bring in other wrestlers into the skits that they were doing and really kind of showing off the personality and that, i mean that's probably the most enduring thing i have uh, memories i have of gorillas from all the different things they did on prime time yeah yeah absolutely mike what are, what are some of your favorite memories of gorilla well, if I throw out the occipital lobe, um, <laughs> is that for no protuberance? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, so, I mean, certainly as an announcer, he had some unique ways of expressing things, um, which were awesome. You know, kind of like you know, I grew up in the New York City area, so you know, he was kind of like the wrestling's version of Phil Rizzuto uh, mm-hmm. for me. You know, um, but but you you know, the, he worked so well. I think to your point about with Jesse and with uh, Heenan. Um, he was able to get, he, he was really good at making those guys into stars. You know, he, he really, you know, we talk about the wrestling business where you have the guys who put guys over. He really did a great job of putting his partners over in the broadcast booth and making them look really good. And I think that's something that people don't always talk about maybe. Uh, but, but I thought that, you know, you know, he played such a good straight man too. I mean, Jesse Ventura was really the first full-on heel color commentator. Yeah. And it hadn't been really done before. And, you know, he did it with Gorilla. And, and it was, it, it really worked. Um, and, and Gorilla helped make it work. And I thought that was awesome. And, you know, it's, it, I mean, that's still going on today, right? I mean, we, we no longer have just the straight sort of face announcers on broadcast teams anymore. Right. Uh, and I think that's a great uh, legacy that he helped sort of sell, right? If it if it didn't work, then maybe nobody tries it again. Um, so I think that that was that was an awesome thing. I just, you know, I loved watching. I mean, to me, you have the WrestleManias, you have the, uh, um, you know, the primetime show. You had, you know, even Saturday mornings, you'd hear Gorilla Monsoon commentating. The Wrestling Challenge that was mm-hmm. that was the yeah. for that too. And, and so to me, he was sort of the voice uh, of 
that promotion for so long that, you know, you know, you know, he and Vince both would sort of alternate depending on, you know, what show it was and and what, what the deal was. But, but if it was, if Gorilla Monsoon was talking, it was a big event. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of overcome with, with memories right now. And and all I really want to do is go throw on, you know, some, some old uh, episodes or even an old mania and just listen, listen to him talk. And I think that, you know, in addition to the voice um, just his appearance, like he, he, he had such a unique look, but there was also something about the way that he presented himself as an announcer that he felt, you know, I, I felt like the, the Phil Rizzuto comparison he made is very apt because he felt very legitimate. He felt very much like he is a professional sports broadcaster. Um, and I, I think that that, has not always been true of everyone who sat in a booth, um, you, you know, and, and I think that, yeah, your point too about like Jesse kind of proving that you could have that dynamic in the booth is so important. And, uh, you know, honestly, other than like, you could make the argument that AEW dynamite doesn't quite have that because they're three man booth. They're, they're kind of all, you know, playing it straight for the most part. You don't really have a heel in there, but you even look at like their, you know, dark or dark elevation. And there is a little bit more of that dynamic when Taz is sitting in or something like that. So, you know, to this day it is, it's used by, you know, every company, you know, all, all over the world, even, I mean, you know, there's plenty of times when like new Japan, for instance, has somebody uh, uh, join them in the booth that, that gives kind of that heel commentary as well. So it's, it set the, he, he helped to kind of set the template, I, I think for, for a lot of what it is today. Well, and he also sat there as an equal to Jesse Ventura, right? You know, physically an equal to Jesse mm-hmm, Ventura. Right. It wasn't just that he could talk with Jesse Ventura, you know, like you, you, you know, you see them looking at each other, you know, he's not like some little guy who, you know, Jesse can intimidate, right? It was, it was, it was a physically equal relationship as well as an intellectually equal relationship. So I thought that was another neat thing about you in terms of his legitimacy, Sam, uh, is that, you know, he was, he was legitimate because he was a wrestler, but but he was also he looked the part and then he acted the part. So I, I thought it was he was just he was a titan. To yeah. Yeah. Pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my He's trying line. to work that in earlier. Uh, I was gonna do it. I was trying to find my I gave you the chance. <laughs> trying to find my moment as well, Todd. That's perfect. Uh well, you know, one other thing too that's worth mentioning in 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 light of that bit of humor is that he always um he, 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 you know, he played the straight man. Yes. But at the same time, he found ways to kind of get kind of digs in and his, and his sense of humor was a little oh. bit more subtle. I think at a lot of times, especially with his work with Heenan, because Heenan's just so big and so out there. And so and gorilla every once in a while would have these little, you know, kind of comments and his voice would get a little softer and you could tell that he was kind of smiling almost inside as he said those things. And it really, I don't know, there was something about his sense of humor that, that when it shines through, it was just beautiful. Well, it was almost like when Bobby went too long, he would, he would pause, right? And then go, are you done? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you'd be like, you know, it was one of those things where he, he had clearly veered off the script or something and gone over and, and he just, there's, there's like a pause on screen and he's just, are you done? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now we can segue to the next bit. You know, it's like a, Oh man. Yeah. A time before all the announcers had Vince McMahon in their ear and they could just, you know, be themselves. Um, yeah, well, Hey, I, you know, I, I think, uh, I think we've, we've certainly said enough, but, uh, it, it bared talking a little bit more about, so, uh, make sure you get your pre-order in, um, that legends of wrestling ringside personnel four pack 
starring really with all the other great names. I mean, let's face it, starring Gorilla Monsoon. So uh, it's a perfect opportunity to pick that up and, and get a, a unique card that pays tribute to, uh, as Mike said, one of the Titans of the industry. Um, let's, let's switch gears here real quick. Actually. Uh, we, we've had a rather lengthy opening bell. Uh, let's get into our mailbag. This is our very first mailbag. Actually. We've got one question, uh, today. Cause again, we want to keep things short, but I figure this is as good a time as any. Um, and this is from, uh, KB Kevin butcher on, on the boards. Um, and he wanted to ask the question about when indie guys would be considered ready to get the legends of wrestling banner on a new card. Um, he brought up some specific names, Mark and Jay Briscoe, Brian Danielson, Kevin Steen. Um, you, you know, I think it's, it's up to anybody. It's very subjective as to, as, as to when you consider somebody maybe in that, in that high uh, echelon um, or, or, or what, you know, makes them uh, a legend of wrestling. Uh, I think that one of the things that I'll say just as kind of an observer, um, cause I don't have any say on this whatsoever, but just as an opinion is that when you have a guy who's still currently going, it does seem like maybe that might exclude them from having that legends of wrestling banner that you might want, you know, with, with what we've seen from colors, you want guys that aren't really, you know, working anymore. It's a way to kind of pay tribute to someone who has moved on from the business. Um, that said, Mike, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I, th- I think you raise a real good point, Sam. I, I think that, you know, w- what we've tried to do is, you know, in the past, it was sort of a blurry line between, uh, I mean, even the names of the product lines were a little blurred, right? We had the legends and then the legends of the future. So when was a guy, uh, when was it future and when was it current? Um, and we've really tried to move, you know, fortunately, the, the uh, you know, the Legends of the Future product line evolved into our Indies product line, which is obviously much more prolific, and, and and we do a lot more with it now than we did back then. And I think that what we've tried to do is really sort of put that line up that you just talked about, where guys who are active in their careers, and I'm not going to say every person who still would wrestle a match wouldn't be in Legends. Right, like a Ricky um, Morton, for instance. I mean, he's obviously he's still wrestling, but... Right, you and, know, and, and, and maybe some other people who are on certain programs that if they came and signed with us you see him on say i don't know monday night or wednesday night or friday night you know if one of those certain people signed maybe we would put them in the legends line but for the most part someone who has an active career um that is um still evolving and and is still uh, going strong we're probably going to put them in the indies line just so that we're capturing sort of them today in the indies line and then the legends product line is more about like sort of a look back. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that in terms of people asking, when's their person going to be promoted? I don't view it as a promotion so much anymore. I think that we put, you know, in the Indies line, it's more about, I'll just say current events and what's going on now. And then, and with certain exceptions, we'll do some looks back at, and we've done it with various promotions where we've looked back, whether it was Jakar ring of honor, where we looked at the past um, of those promotions, but, but it was something specific to them. I think for the most part, the Indies product line is going to be about guys, what they're doing now. And then the, uh, legends line is about sort of like a retrospective look back. Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's a great answer. Um, Todd, what are your thoughts to that question? No, I, I think you guys kind of hit on most of the, the things there that it's, you know, really, if we're capturing, you know, the, 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 the here and now it, it's going to be somewhere in, in the Indies line. I mean, I, there's even, you know, some names I know in the past that we had in the black and white legends, 
you know, I, I know like Claudio Castagnoli was in that, Brian Danielson was in that, and and uh, Nigel McGuinness. There's maybe a few others I'm forgetting, uh, but you know, they you know, at the time there, you know, maybe it made sense under that kind of you know, system that they kind of fit into there because given their stature. But I think where we're at right now with you know the, the relaunch color line, again, as Mike said, we're kind of looking at those are the people who are kind of. Yeah, uh, you know, look look back at the past, and you know, really kind of uh, paying homage to their career, and you know, someone that's not really wrestling a lot going forward. Now, the question did come up, you know, even when we had Chris Masters here, you know, whether we should include him in the set. It's like, well, you know, given some of the high profile stuff he did in the past, should we save him for a Legends set or should we put him in the Indies? And I think in the end, it's like, okay, I think there's room for him in in the Indies now, representing what he's doing right now in, in, in the indie wrestling landscape. Uh, not to say that in the future, there's, there might be a home for him to have a legends card. I could you know definitely see that along with so many of the other guys that, that we've mentioned. Right. Well, and I think that one of the things too, that, that, that is always, you know, I, 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 you know, it's the tagline. It's up to you promoter. There's no reason why you can't take the, you know, the Kip James legends card and throw it into your Indies fed because he's wrestling on, you know, Wednesday nights every, you know, every week, or there's no reason why you can't have some of those names mixed up. I and mean, when you think about the number of Brian Danielson cards that we have, for instance, like there's no reason that one of those cards can't be slotted into your legends fed. And, uh, you know, same thing with like AJ styles. It's like, you know, there, there are obviously there are names that we will look back on and consider to be like, of this sport there are names in the legends of wrestling line that you don't necessarily think of as synonymous with being a legend but because of when their career was the moments that they might have taken part in the you know the the guys they might have wrestled they belong in that particular product line and and i think with some of the indies guys it's just one of those things where it's like not yet like for instance you know, Mark and Jay Briscoe were, were two of the names that were name checked. It's like, look, could I see an eventuality where, you know, down the road, those guys retire or whatever, and, and they make sense to have, you know, a Legends card or whatever? Sure. But as of right now, there's no reason why you can't take their Ring of Honor cards and just use those cards with your Legends cards if you see them as a legend. And the aesthetic aspect of it, having that background, I totally get that. That can be absolutely important to some people. And certainly there's been conversations recently on the boards about like the certain look of a card or a character or, you know, which character is this guy going to be as, uh, you know, but, and so I understand why people do want that. And it's great that they do, but I, I think that it doesn't necessarily always mean that you get that or at least get that right now, because again, you know, Mike, like you're saying, it's like, these guys are still active and evolving and changing and growing. And, you know, who knows? I mean, you look at, you, you could have said that Jay Briscoe maybe should have had a legends card any time over the past five, six, seven years. And the thing is, is he's not in the same spot that he was six years ago today. So it's like, if you would have given him a legends card, you know, five or six years ago, you'd almost feel like the legends card is out of date and you do almost want a certain timeless quality with some of those legends cards. So I, th- th- that's kind of my, my personal point of view is that it's like, nothing's going to stop me from using an indie card in my legends fed. If I want to bring them in um, and vice versa, I, I, I like Liger and Tiger mask are two cards that I have used in my indies feds before, because I just thought, Oh, it'd be fun to use those guys in an indies fed. So it's like, nothing stops you from doing that. Um, so that I, that's kind of where I, where I stand with it, I guess. Like yeah, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think that, you know, I think in terms of how people should think of it is, is, you know, 
past versus current. I think that's a good way to look at it. If the guy's still active, and, and well, I'll say when I say active, I don't mean like the special appearance here and there, or he does a few spots, but, but, you know, somebody who's still actively going, we're probably not going to do a legends card for them. It, again, with certain special exceptions, there's always an exception to the rule, but, but I think that um, that's probably how we're going to, you know, kind, kind of view it as like the hall of fame, you know, like, you know, the guy's mm-hmm. gone for five years and then we can consider him. You know, that, that, that's, that, that's probably, you know, if his, if his career's over, that's probably when we'll consider it. Um, yeah. Uh, just to make it simple. And right now we have such a great, um, I mean, we're in such a great time with, if you're a legends fan and Phil Singer games and an indie fan, that we have so many great names we're trying to get either into the game. I mean, we've got, you know, Todd and I and the legends team talk all the time about, some of the guys we have and guys we want. I mean, I've got like guys that I I'm so excited for this year, next year, you know, that we're going to put in, Yeah, you know, and then it's like, well, you know, do we want to do a, and, and pick your favorite indie guy who you think is worth a, a legends card. Do you want to bump one of those guys out or do we want to bump like that, you know, black and white redo that everybody wants. Cause there's a bunch of those that people want. So it, it's really, it's a tough balancing act. And I think right now we're going to err on the side of if they're still active, we're going to sort of let it keep uh, percolating. Yeah. Well, and I think that it, you know, a great example kind of what you're talking about too, is just the recent legends poll for the promoter prime card. You had all these great names and the name that was chosen was the name that had never been produced before. So when given the choice, when given the opportunity to say, here's somebody we've never had in the game before versus someone that we've produced in the instance of like Brian Danielson, three or four cards for uh, already, but just they had, they don't have this particular card. So I think that it's, yeah, I, 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 I think that um, it's a good question. It's something good to think about for the future, but it's not necessarily always going to be the right choice. Um, and, and, and again, if, they're, if the card's already out there, there's nothing stopping anybody from using it. Um, plus, in some cases, you know, if you have a guy who's in the middle of a great run, right, it, it's yeah. better to kind of do his great run in indies. Uh, but but to do the, um, you know, you'd almost have to water down stats in some cases to sort of make it fit into the Legends line. And I'd rather have a guy who we can, you know, sort of do him as he is in some cases uh, than how he would fit in against Luthez. Sure. Yeah, because you do ask a lot of questions, I, I, you, you know, when it comes to stats. And I think somebody like Brian Danielson, you can obviously make the argument that, like, his best card should be his card like that's because he's that guy you know but would you say the same thing for mark briscoe or you know what i mean like it's like you get into some other names and all of a sudden you're thinking like well maybe not uh anyway i don't know todd you got anything else to add to that uh no not really Uh, no thank you kevin for the uh question and uh yeah no definitely if anybody else has any other mailbag questions definitely send them to sam we'll like to like to keep on doing this in the future yeah, absolutely. And you can shoot those to me. I'm Tiger Samurai on the boards. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at KOPW72. Uh, of course, there's the at Filsinger Games account on Twitter as well that you can engage with. Um, or shoot a question over to Mike uh, or, or Todd, Tournament Master or Mike M on the boards. Um, but that's going to do it for us here tonight. Um, just a lot of excitement over the pre-order announcement with Gorilla Monsoon. So we wanted to get something out there for you guys. Um, make sure you keep your ears open because there will be another episode dropping sometime next week as well, Thursday. 
Thursday. Thursday's our day. Uh, but in, in the meantime, uh, Mike, thank you very much. Good to see you. Great to see you, Sam. Thanks for the question, Kevin. Always a pleasure to have your words uh, come across my desk and uh, hope everybody has a great weekend. Thank you very much. And Todd, thank you very much as well. It's always good to see you. All right. Uh, good to see you too, Sam. Uh, glad to do this uh, special bonus there. And uh, yeah, look forward to next week. We'll be back with our uh, tournament episode uh, next Thursday. So looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, so thanks, everyone. Make sure you hit that follow, like, or subscribe button uh, wherever you're getting your podcast. Uh, leave us a review. Uh, you know, Give us those five stars, whatever. The more people that can find us, uh, the better it is just for the game in general. And uh, we look forward, obviously, to all of your feedback. Uh, so hit us up on the message boards uh, or over on Twitter, and uh, we'll keep the conversation going. In the meantime, take care of yourselves and one another, and we will be back next week with uh, a brand new episode.